So as women, when we discover that we're not this solo consciousness who's here to provide and do everything on our own, but an inner community where there is this strong, just, loving, and faithful masculine, um, we become, we light up like this newly, um, newlywed bride. And then we embody that state of being perpetually in love and in wonder. Hello, ladies. I just finished setting up my Patreon site. And this is something I've been wanting to create for some time already because, you know, there are a lot of things going on in my life and, and you know, university, two jobs and all of that. And I would just love to create more for you. And, and to be honest, I kind of need support so that I can continue creating these amazing episodes for you and to continue interviewing these inspirational people that it's just it's just an honor really it is and I love doing this but it takes time and I have limited amount of time like we all do so this Patreon side really um, is a way for you to support what I do and this vibrant flow community and um, fam I call it the vibrant flow fam and that is my patreon site and I have three tiers um, created for you so the way this works is it's a monthly payment um, so it's not a lot it's um, it's what you would pay for whatever or Netflix or whatever or two cups of coffee so it's not a lot but it really goes a long way and I would so appreciate if you could check it out and see if it is something that interests you so I have three tiers the first one is feminine fabulousness <laughs> um, and this tier includes um, exclusive podcast episodes so these are episodes that I'm not going to uh, release um, publicly on this podcast they're only going to be audible um, or available on Patreon and then there's also a monthly feminine book selections kind of book club thing that we can discuss a book every month and just you know having this private community and um, then I have the second tier which is magnetic ma sorry magnetic queendom and um, this tier includes everything that feminine fabulousness includes and weekly feminine tips and inspiration and bonus theme episodes. So some episodes, bonus episodes um, are themed around uh, magnetizing your king, decoding men and feminine charm, like really becoming this magnetic queen that you are meant to be. And... Um, so topics around this really um, plus everything that the other one includes so this is for my ladies who want to surrender to the masculine in all areas of life and feel confident and become magnetic and then I have the last tier which is irresistible vibrancy so this tier includes everything the other two tiers include and cycle tracking support and tips from me and we can talk about this together, like everything that I'm learning about this, I really want to share with you. And you can ask me questions and um, tips on how to feel juicy in your cycle phase. So this is for my ladies who want it all that I just mentioned. And 
also want to feel the most vibrant versions of themselves possible with the help of what I call um, cycle magic. <laughs> so I will leave the link in the show notes and go ahead and check out the Patreon. I would so, so love to see you there. I mean, this is what my heart beats for. I want to create, like I'm an artist and my heart beats for creating. It's, it's just what it is. <laughs> like, I want to create for you and I also want to create music um, that ties into all of this. So with you joining my Patreon, you are supporting all of this and you're joining the Vibrant Flow fam and committing, you are committing to your feminine revival. But um, without further ado, let's just jump into the episode. Welcome to the Vibrant Flow podcast. This is a podcast for the woman who wants to embrace and cultivate her femininity and level up in all areas of life while honoring her feminine essence. I'm Joanna and some of you know me by the name Joem and I'm an independent music artist, wife, language enthusiast, among other things. And I'm on a journey in becoming the most vibrant expression of myself possible. Here, you will hear inspiring conversations and you'll get tangible tools in growing in your femininity. My mission here is to help you fall in love with being a woman. So, let's get started. Hi beautiful, it's Joe here and I really quickly wanted to preface this episode. It is so jam-packed with gems. So I really hope that you enjoy this. It's it's a deep conversation. It's really not a surface level conversation, but all the more important in that sense that it goes deep into the real matters with um, our femininity and our feminine freedom and how to be a truly vibrant and free um, in our femininity and in our feminine essence and how to cultivate that and really heal and come back to wholeness and come back to our original design. Juliet has so much to offer, so much wisdom and experience, like real hearty experience, not just like book knowledge on these things that we're going to talk about. As an entrepreneur, Juliet has experienced a lot of success, but also the burnout and the hustle and the being in the masculine and everything. Uh, in between so now her work is really transformative and I really 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 hope that you will listen to the entirety of this episode and as always we would both so appreciate if you could share the episode and rate and review this podcast so that other women can find this podcast in the podcasting world uh, five star uh, reviews and, and written reviews they really matter and subscribing to it obviously as well so thank you so much for your support for the work I do and here also for the work that Julia does because this is important work and I love love being here and inspiring you to really love being a woman but let's get into it okay welcome everyone back to the vibrant flow podcast today I am again so excited to have an amazing guest with us today Juliet Tang is it Tang or Tang Tang. Tang. Okay. <laughs> Juliet Tang. And I'm so excited for this conversation to take place and for you to hear what she has on her heart because this woman 
has got it going. I absolutely love what she is bringing into the femininity space on Instagram and with whatever she is offering, like coaching, for example. And just before we get into it, and I'll let Juliet um, introduce herself in more detail, I will actually read a small excerpt from her website that gives quite a good idea as to what we're going to talk about here today. So uh, this is what it says. No one can deny that the feminine creative power is a mysterious force in nature, and yet many creative and driven women are burned out from trying to hustle and fit into a success formula that is designed for men. Yes. Underneath the glamour of let's show up as, cap as a capable, independent, and strong woman, there's often a fragmented feminine blueprint resulting in burnout, stress, and relationship disharmony. I was there, a driven and exhausted business coach for women entrepreneurs, until I healed my relationship with the men, father, God, and masculine, and eased into my feminine nature. Trading our health and love life for success is too high a price for too many women that too many women are paying. There is an easier way. So, Juliet, what is it that led you to this specific work that you do now? Where did, where did this all begin? Mm, yeah, great question. So, um, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on your show, Joe. Um, I believe my story is a story that many women in business can relate to, especially if you identify yourself as high achieving go-getter, you know? So we become entrepreneurs because there is something that we're passionate about and we're willing to give our all. And um, the overall success model that is taught and reinforced in the entrepreneurial space is actually a very masculine one. Not too many people know about that, or we, we realize that, you know, when we get burned out, but it's, it's really kind of designed for men, you know, it's created by men, designed for men, and uh, it's really tailored to their, you know, their mindset, their hormones, things like that. So that business model focuses on mindset, pushing yourself to higher horizons, uh, working harder, so on and so forth. And I'm not saying they're bad things. All of them are great things. It's just that that business model um, is not calibrated to a woman's energy mm. and need. So basically for years, I was a business coach for high-performing women in a personal development space. And at the time, my only focus was success. That was like, hey, you know, the, here's my vision, right? My 10-year vision, these right. are my goals. And I was pretty much glued to the computer from sunrise to sundown. I was constantly, um, you know, telling myself, how can I be more disciplined? How can I push myself harder? Mm. And, um, you know, like, I, I created some success, you know, I fulfilled some goals, but it also came at a very heavy price. And the red flags came as health issues and relationship issues. So I remember I was constantly agitated and there was just this sense of disconnect. Like, like I know we talk about, you know, sometimes we're like high performing habits. You got to have an immaculate schedule. You got to know your priorities. I mean, I had all of those things in place, but sooner or later, I started feeling that disconnect. And in 2019, I began exploring masculine feminine dynamics. And I realized, um, you know, how much 
I believed for women to create success in this world, we need to lead with that hyper-masculine energy. Like I'm going to hustle until I drop, right? Mm. I'm going to push my body to go harder. And those things are kind of glorified in that space. Oh, absolutely. So, so when a woman leads with that hyper-masculine energy, she is disconnected from her feminine core. And, you know, and she can create a lot of success um, with that energy, because there's that go-getter, you know, motivational like type of thing, right? Um, but if she spends a long time in that masculine energy that is not meant for her body and for her energetic needs, it's going to take a toll on her health, her love life, and just pretty much every single aspect of her being, which is what happened to me. Right. So, so the deeper I dove into my own beliefs of femininity at the time, the more I uncovered layers and layers of unconscious programming that I believe most women are caught up in. And one of them is, and I see this all the time in that space, a lot of the women, especially high achieving women entrepreneurs, there is this unconscious um, belief or there's, there's this thing going that they don't feel safe being seen as women. Like unconsciously, we associate femininity with being weak, passive, needy, emotionally messy, you know, which none of these things are truth, by the way. And I remember like, I, I, I often, not so much anymore these days, but in the past, I constantly got triggered women like, oh my God, you know, why would you say that? Um, you know, why would you say that we need to be more feminine? You know, like, just like, there's a lot of trigger around the word femininity because we really don't understand what it means, but we associate that with like this weak woman who's just an emotional mess, right? Mm. Obviously, none of us want to have anything to do with her. So, so then what creates, um, it creates this belief that if we want to um, be taken seriously, we need to project an image of this super put together, independent, powerful woman to the world. And I remember in the old days, not me so much, but like I saw women with gigantic shoulder pads, you know, like, oh, yes, yes, pad. the 80s and the 90s. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm like, I'm this alpha woman. I'm here to dominate, right? It's that energy. So eventually, um, I dug deep enough to realize I had a fragmented inner relationship with the masculine energy, right? By masculine, I mean the core principle of what masculine represents in our world. So this can be men, father, God, money, success, structure. Um, you know, feminine is being and masculine energy is form, right? She's kind of like this flowy, um, you know, like, like um, non-tangible and he is more like that penetrative, tangible force. So Every woman has an inner relationship with the masculine, whether we are aware of it or not. And most people just, most women are not aware of it. I didn't become aware of it until 2019, basically. And right. um, basically, if we've grown up with a weak father figure, like have experienced hurt or abuse in past relationships, or if we've kind of like grown up with some type of feminist programming, like men are toxic and men are oppressors of women, then all of those things fracture our inner relationship with masculine. So personally, for me, I experienced all three in my life. So when I was guided on this deep healing journey, I became aware, um, you know, throughout my whole life, I believed being woman meant being weak. And I got caught up in that power struggle in my inner relationship with the masculine. So I was constantly competing with him, rebelling against him, trying to dominate him. Like, hey, I'm more powerful than you and I'm going to prove it to you, right? Like instead Aww. of just relaxing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
into being a woman and learning what it's like to be supported and loved by the masculine. So as a result, that showed up in my, in my business for years. Like I was always hustling and chasing after goals. I would sacrifice my sleep, my mealtime just to get something done. Um, you know, so in the beginning of 2020, I decided to take some time off to integrate all of those pieces. I had no idea it was going to be a whole year. I was just following God's guidance at the time. And um, in that space, in that stillness, I was able to see a lot of these layers coming up. I was able to integrate so many pieces. And eventually um, I was guided to create a course that takes women through this deep journey of restoring their relationship with men, father, God, and the masculine. So it's definitely my focus of 2022 because from my personal experience, from having just supported a lot of women around the world, you know, through this journey, I know this happens to be a major component that not only contributes to us being happy and radiant women who can confidently embody our femininity, but, you know, um, relaxing into our femininity can also uplift our love life, our business, our finances, our self-esteem and spirituality. So there's like no bad side effects with doing this work. And um, that's my focus for my work this year, I'm going to say at least. Wow, that is amazing. Thank you for telling your story in that short amount of time that there was a lot of gems in there. And I bet you also, and a lot of women feel kind of scared to actually let go of the controls and surrender and try to like, what is this? Even if you understand the basics, like, okay, wow, femininity and, and feminine, like feminine, masculine integration and all of that, but it still requires that, you know, that leap essentially because we're, we're so used to keeping the control, like, you know, holding on to the control that this has to be in my hands. Otherwise everything will fall apart. Oh, yes. And it still happens. It's, it's never perfect. You know, it's a process, but yeah. Um, surrender is a huge part. Faith is another big component in it, but in the end, it really goes to, um, you know, do you have a relationship with a masculine? Like, do you even know that there's a relationship there? Can you right. relate to him as if you're in a marriage together? And then do you trust that he can hold you? Right. Yeah, exactly. So do I remember correctly seeing a post from you about you having a, quite a big account on Instagram and then something happened with that account and you started afresh, essentially. Did it happen around that time when you were also like waking up to these things that we yes. just talked about? Yes. So I had, um, I had a pretty large following. I had about like 8,000 people. Um, but I realized I, as I was going through that journey, I look back at my content and sometimes I just went like, did I really write that? You know, I was just going at it like, I try harder. You know, like I sounded like a female version of Tony Robbins. Right. <laughs> and, and, and then I, at first I thought maybe I could just like archive some of the posts and start a new, but then I realized that the audience um, that I had, they were just so used to that version of Juliet and that version of Juliet was changing. You know, she mm. realized that it was actually coming from a deep wounding of not feeling safe with just like operating from that feminine core. So eventually I, um, I needed to make the decision to just um, let go of that account and start on a new page. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's because that actually can 
be a huge thing for your, I don't know how to say, like your ego when you have created that, like that amount of like 8,000 followers and that following, it's, it's, a, it's a big number. You know, letting that go is, is a huge step in actually embracing something new. And I bet yeah. a lot of people don't, don't do that even if they feel like they're called to do that because it's just scary. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was scary. Um, it was also at the time I've I've started to cultivate a very deep relationship with God. And um, and it was just like, hey, do you can I trust that I'm being held no matter what? And part of letting go is also um it's also creating that space to allow new things, people, and experiences to come in. So, you know, I couldn't for, I couldn't really see what was going to happen. I just knew that that was the instruction that I got. And I just needed to trust him above all else. I'm not here to wrestle his mind with my little human mind, which is so limited, by the way. Right. So, yeah. So it was really an act of faith. And it was, it was a really great, um, great decision that I made looking back. Yes. Yes. And I can already see like the fruits of that trust and that decision to trust in God and, and the new, the new vision that you had, because your content is all already speaking to a lot of women in, in a probably completely new way compared to what it was previously. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was the intention. What I wanted to ask, and I know that a lot of people want to know is even, even though I am quite familiar with the femininity space I still would like to ask what is this feminine masculine polarity integration as mm-hmm. it is all also like um you mention it in your bio in your um on your website so what what does that entail what, what is included like what does it really mean if someone is interested in that and actually going into doing that work for themselves mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I, I believe a lot, there, there are a lot of teachings in that space that talk about, it's all about balancing your feminine, your inner feminine, your inner masculine. It's not necessarily the way that I approach it because balance is um, implying that there is 50% feminine and 50% masculine in us. And we're kind of like yo-yoing back and forth, which is not necessarily, um, the, the revelations that I have received from this journey. Um, so in fact, we are, as women, we're always 100% feminine at the core at all times, but we have a relationship. We have an inner relationship with that masculine polarity and integration. The way that I see integration is that this is a woman who has become aware of this inner relationship with him, with a masculine polarity. And she is actively dedicating herself to cultivating this relationship. And you can think of it as in a marriage, right? The two of you enter into union. Um, you operate a lot of the times you operate as, um, as one unit, but you're not becoming your husband. <laughs> you're, he's simply leading and you're simply, you're simply kind of like mirroring back to him, whatever his leadership is like. So it's the same relationship that we have inside of us where there is, um, 
and that would be conversation totally for another day. I would have to get into God, Genesis, create the story of creation, all of those things. But that that masculine polarity is actually a very specific person who dwells in us in spirit. It's not something that I can get into today because it's a super long answer. Mm. But overall, we are in that marriage with him. He's always here. He, he has our best interests at heart. And he is always here to support us, to ground us, to anchor us, to penetrate us with his, you know, with his, um, his vision, his willpower, his strength. And we're simply mirroring all of those things back to him when we show up in our strength, when we show up with willpower, when we show up, take action. So the integration can look like the woman becomes more aware of how she relates to men, whether she spots that, like maybe she spots there are certain patterns, like she resists being emotionally open and available because she doesn't want to get hurt again. This can also look like a woman evaluating how she related to her father during her childhood. And what are some of the things that she's brought into her current identity from that father-daughter relationship? Like my dad used to tell us, you know, my sister and I, we are, you're not good enough. You're just, you can never be good enough. And I lived with that voice for like over three decades until I realized around some, sometime in 2019, I realized, hey, that voice didn't come from me. It actually came from my dad. Mm. So that awareness then um, initiates us onto a path of healing and restoration. So eventually, the more aware that the more we are aware of those unconscious blockages, the more we heal them, the more we can trust ourselves to be held by the masculine without us wanting to fight him or push him away, the deeper this inner union becomes, right? The better the relationship becomes, basically. The more relaxed we are in our unique femininity and the happier we become as women who can form healthy and loving relationships with men, with God, with all things masculine. So integration really, um, to me, integration is just really cultivating that relationship and, and leaning, like leaning into this relationship, surrendering to him, trusting him and allowing him to lead you. Right. Um, that's beautiful. Beautiful. And that's, that actually leads us to the next question, which is, why is it so important to heal our relationship with men, with Father God, all things masculine, which can be money mm -hmm. and other things like structure, frame. And this tends to be a very abstract thing for many women. And I know that mm -hmm. some women struggle with like, you know, really grasping what are we actually talking about here? Yeah. Like heal your relationship with the masculine. So what does that mean in practical terms? Yeah, absolutely. Um, masculine is really, um, so our world is really, our world um, is made of feminine and masculine energies. So interestingly, my last course in, um, was it, was it 2019? My last course in 2019 was um, supporting women to heal their relationship with men and money because money is a masculine energy. So it's, this is important work and I could totally get how like it can sound really vague. Basically, I'm gonna have to dig into the history a little bit. We live in a world where masculinity and femininity have been so greatly distorted um, that this is the reason why many men and women just aren't happy with themselves. They're not happy with each other. We feel like we can't communicate with men effectively 
divorce rate is at all time high. And the nuclear, nuclear family, which is crucial for healthy development of children, is not something that our society really values. So it's almost like many of us, you know, men and women are kind of like hurt little children trapped in adults' bodies. Like we're just walking around and leading our lives with these open wounds from our childhood, right? So even though both men and women, we all want to be loved, we want to be seen, we want to be in union with each, with each other, we actually have very different needs, biology and communication styles, which is why in the beginning I mentioned, hey, I finally realized that business model doesn't work for my body, right? So our hormone cycles are very different from men um and um it's just we are different we complement each other so our world is designed in a way that does not um, provide the proper rites of passage for men and women to step into healthy manhood and womanhood i know there are tribes in the world where young girls get to spend time with elders you know who are moms aunts grandmas and all the women in the community and they're taught what it means to be a happy and confident woman how they can relate to men the different roles that men and women play so on and so forth while the dads uncles and the men in the tribe are teaching young boys what it means for them to step into their strength and willpower and how they can lead as a mature man so the Western society really doesn't have that. And I know because I was a teacher for a decade in the past, this was not something that I ever taught children because this was just simply not in the curriculum. And, um, and the reason is because adults, women and men who write these curriculums don't know this either. We've just never received this knowledge. Yeah. So what happens is then most adult women don't have the awareness what it means to embody our femininity, how to confidently show up as women in this world who can tap into our feminine strength without being manly and harsh, or how to show up um, in our vulnerability and play with our emotions and creativity without getting lost in that feminine creative chaos, right? Because we tend to hold image of these two extremes. You either show up as a boss lady or you're this emotional mess, mm. but like <laughs> neither really, neither are really healthy, you know? So, so to throw into the mix, because all of us are imperfect, I believe it's fair to say that every woman and every man too, every woman on this planet has experienced at least one disappointment or heartbreak, right? Whether it was from her father when she was a little girl or maybe from a past relationship. So intellectually, um, you know, we can grow up and say, this was all in the past, right? Our conscious mind, which is 2%, of who we are can say, oh, that was in the past. That was a long time ago. Our unconscious mind, which is the body, um, which is the 98% of who we are, it has a funny way of holding on to the past, especially the past hurt, um, without letting us know. So eventually, um, that those become unconscious patterns and blockages that dictate how we relate to men in general and how we relate to everything masculine in general, right? Including money, including structure, including authority, including God. So um, I wanna give a really tangible example. I grew up with a father whose love for my sister and I was very, very conditional. So he did not believe, probably part of the Asian culture at the time, he did not believe in showing affection. He was you know, like moody a lot and he had a way of taking his anger out 
on um, like doorknobs, like slamming the door or like yelling, you know, and he would oftentimes withdraw his love from us when we, when he believed that we were misbehaving or like when we didn't get a good mark on the test, you know, and, and I'm not here to blame my dad. I mean, he did the best he could with, with what he, what, you know, with what he had at the time, we have a good relationship now, but for many years in my life as a woman, I suffered from terrible self-esteem. I had a very um, unhealthy, I had very unhealthy attachment with men. So when, when I was younger, I would get into these relationships where the men were emotionally unavailable. And I thought if I just kept on giving more and more, I could change their mind and heart. So I was this people pleasing over giver. I was wondering like, how come these men were not reciprocating? Right. And then I kept on thinking this must be my fault. Maybe I'm not good enough for them. Maybe I'm not giving more. Um, when I began this journey of being initiated into my womanhood in 2019, I became aware of just how much I was still operating from those open wounds. And this was after many years of teaching personal development and diligent self-work from like inner child healing to shadow work to like retreats, all kinds of things. Um, I realized the only way I felt safe in showing up in this world was for me to project this image of a really strong, confident, kind of like a false confident, hustling, powerful, independent boss lady, you know, which obviously was my own recipe for burnout. And I'm not saying this is when like some women can get triggered. I'm not saying Women cannot be high achieving or independent, but at the end of the day, we got to be honest with ourselves. Like, is my current identity coming from a place of love and wholeness and authenticity, or is it coming from fear, resentment, and rebellion mm, as an I'm here to yes. control, compete with, and be like men, you know? And, and when we ask this question, honestly, when we answer, honestly, like looking back, I was in the latter category. You know, I was just like, yeah, I'm here to prove myself. So, and I've worked with a lot of high achieving women. I know this is something that is really common because we perceive showing up with a masculine shield as a way of self-defense, because there is still that five-year-old or 10-year-old or 20-year-old um, girl or young woman inside of us that is still reacting to the same pains, whether it was from our dads, our boyfriends, or like some kind of distorted relationship with God from church hurt. And then that becomes, all of that becomes how we internally relate to the masculine principle. And that happens mostly unconsciously. So Every woman on this planet is born with this inner relationship with a masculine polarity. And this relationship is the result of our own experiences, also witnessing how our parents treated each other. It's also the result of social programming. Like if, you, if women are born in a um, feminist household, they tend to operate from this very competitive and fragmented place in terms of how they relate to men. So... This inner relationship can be founded on love and mutual support, or it can be a power struggle where it's then projected outward. Like we need to dominate our partners, which chase after money and success while sacrificing our health. We feel safe being seen in feminine clothing. So then we wear masculine clothing, trying to cover ourselves up, right? There are so many different ways that this, um, this can manifest in a woman. So 
this inner relationship, um, I found this inner relationship is quite literally the most important relationship a woman has in her life because it literally impacts every area of our lives, you know, from our self-image to intimate relationship, to sexuality, to finances, and to um, how we relate to God, you know, our spiritual walk with God. Do we feel safe? being held by him, or do we feel like he's this sadistic tyrant who is here to punish us and hurt us, which is obviously the narrative of church, right? So um, this is why after I've gone through this whole journey, this is why I became aware of the fact that this is the most important work that I can guide women through right now so that they can show up as radiant and confident women instead of living in that power struggle or living in a place where they're still holding on to that past hurt and not realizing that, hey, my finances are showing up this way. My intimacy is showing up that way. Like, what do I need to heal? It all goes back to this core wound. Right. Yeah. There's so much to that. Thank you for, thank you for expanding on that question. I think that was Absolutely. really interesting to listen. What would you give as an advice for someone who is like not aware of, well, okay, well, if, if a woman is not aware that there, she is operating from this wound, this core wound, of course, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't be asking the <laughs> question as well. <laughs> Right. But um, for for you, was it was it explicitly the burnout experience that um, led you to understanding this, or are there like how can we help someone, or how can you as a coach help someone? Of course, now I'm like thinking out loud. If someone comes to you, they have like there is that question in themselves already. Like maybe there is this fragmented you know relationship with all things masculine but I'm just like thinking in terms of Mm -hmm. if someone wants to or yeah start on the path of restoring their relationship with God and all things masculine and the men in their lives because so many women those that I talk to on Instagram and and through this podcast so many of them um share the experience of having terrible examples of the mm-hmm. masculine as a provider like yeah. or as something that you can actually rely on yeah so um what, what are the, some concrete steps that a woman can take once they become aware absolutely absolutely so the first thing is that um it shows up very, and it shows up. So if there is any kind of like fragmentation within, it really shows up externally in so many different areas in our lives. So what I have noticed is that um, physically or energetically, the woman shows up as kind of like tense, rigid, not exactly comfortable in her body and um, stressed a lot or like trying to project this very like domineering energy. In terms of relationship, she usually has patterns that she is either unable to be emotionally open and available with men, or it could be the other spectrum, which is like, she, she's like emotionally needy and like needing to hold on to the masculine too much. But from, you know, most of the women that I have worked with is that there is this pattern in, in terms of they're not, they feel like they cannot trust men fully because they feel like, oh my God, what if he's going to hurt me again? I can't be open with him. Even in marriage that can show up as I'm not hundred percent vulnerable in front of my husband. Right. So 
In terms of money, this also shows up in two ways. There, there are like two spectrums to each wounding. So um, personally for me, I just pretty much allowed the money and success to define who I am as a woman, right? It's, which is a very wounded masculine energy. Think about these men out there going through midlife crisis, wanting to buy a Ferrari because they have no solid identity on their own that they are allowing that to define them, right? And again, money and success are all masculine in nature. So um, this can also show up as a woman who just has a kind of like fearful relationship with money. She's not good with her finances. No matter how hard she works, money is not coming in. That's the other spectrum, right? So one is over identifying with money and success and the other is of the avoidance of that altogether. And yeah, um, I can, I can relate um, to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then in terms of um, her relationship with God, I would find that these women, again, coming from a place of um, lack of trust with God, and this most likely will show up as she's either trying to be her own God and say that I am God, you know, trying to replace him, or she wants nothing to do with him, right? So these are usually the signs of a woman who has some kind of fragmentation with the, with the masculine, and, and we all do, you know, we all do. So the first step is always awareness. And once she is aware, she can then start paying attention to, oh, okay. So take relationship, for example, what are three patterns that I keep seeing in the way that I relate to men? And then the more it is that she can see her own patterns, the more it is that she can become aware that, hey, this is actually how I relate to him internally, which is then getting projected outward, right? So there, um, the, the, I mean, the way that I taught my course in the past was that I really literally just took women on a journey. We, uh, you know, I gave them a lot of practices in which how they could learn to trust the masculine, to be held by him, to learn, to and also to learn the truth. Men are not oppressors. And then that also includes, hey, if I believe that men are oppressors, then what are the beliefs that are running that, um, that are giving me the image that, that the perception that men are um, oppressors. Then there's also a lot of like this um, belief work. There's this unconscious programming work, right? So the more it is that we, the, the deeper it is that we dig into those things, the more surfaces, the more clarity we have in terms of what are really my core beliefs when it comes to everything that is masculine. And then we can work on that level in terms of just, um, you know, kind of dismantling those beliefs and then installing new beliefs. So that's definitely one way, but there's so many ways to approach it. But the first step is always awareness. If, if you came to me three years ago and started to talk about these concepts, I would not have been receptive to, to them. Mm. So, so there's that. We always need to understand that, okay, we're all, we're all on our own paths. And, mm -hmm. you know, when the time is right, Absolutely. The teachers show up when a student is ready. It's always oh, the case. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is so true. So I'm really curious. You already mentioned this um, briefly um, because I know you speak on the, the statement like in the spiritual community and, and also in the feminine femininity community about the masculine and feminine energies and how it implies that there's 50-50 of both and we need to balance them. So really, I, I wanted to go into that a little deeper because mm -hmm. for some, it's really hard to understand after they've like yeah. 
digested the idea of having like both energies in them Mm -hmm. and and then we come into or we start thinking about like okay maybe I am a fully feminine like feminine essence feminine core being so how like how does that all play Mm -hmm. then with the masculine so when did you start like like questioning the whole idea um great question so um I when I first started exploring masculine feminine dynamics I believed it was all about balancing like hey I got a deadline to meet let me be in my masculine right and then oh you know I got a weekend coming up let me be in my feminine (laughs) and then um the more it is that I got into it the more misaligned I felt with that concept because the moment a woman swings into a masculine energy she is already acting out of alignment with who she is which is a feminine being so I'm going to share this is interesting thing. Um, I started realizing that this is not the truth when I actually started really reading the Bible sometime in 2020. And um, just throwing it out there, I have a great relationship with God, with Jesus, and I am not religious. I do not like anything that religion and church stand for. Okay, because I've, I've worked with too many women who come from church hurt, and it literally just damages who they are as women. So um. I would need to go into our original feminine design a little bit for the answer. The way that we're created as women, we are designed to be in our femininity 100% of the times, but we have a relationship with that masculine polarity, right? We're in union with him, but we are not him. So the, the analogy that I love giving to my clients is that, hey, you, you got married, right? You're in a marriage together with your husband. You operate as one unit, but you are not your husband. So in this relationship, in this inner relationship, it's the same. The masculine leads and the feminine follows. You operate as one, one unit, as two separate polarities. You're not merging into one. Okay? Your husband and the, the husband and the wife are not becoming one person, right? So it is the nature of these two polarities, whereas the masculine is always the penetrative force that is leading, that is guiding, that is all about clarity, that is all about anchoring, offering you framework, giving you that grounding feeling. And the feminine is the womb and the receiver. So these two polarities are really made for each other. The feminine, and then this is usually when women go like, but you know what? I'm not someone who just sits around and do nothing. I'm someone who takes a lot of action. You know, I'm not afraid of taking action. That must mean that I'm in my masculine. The feminine actually takes action through following the lead of the masculine and mirroring him. She's not becoming him. She's mirroring him. So let's say um, your husband suggests, hey, honey, you know, we're really tired of this cold weather, um, you know, in Pennsylvania. Why don't we start looking into moving to Mexico, right? And and then like he's leading that whole project, but you're also taking action, right? You're following his lead. You start to research, you start to call up your friends, and then eventually you put everything in a container and you move. You're taking action, but you're not becoming your husband. You're just you're just allowing him to guide you, to ground you, to frame you. Right. So essentially, then, in terms of this inner dynamic, the more we trust and surrender 
to him, the masculine, the easier it is for us to show up as confident and radiant women who are in harmony with men and all things masculine in nature. And I remember um, just listening to that wonderful episode of yours where, um, you know, you and the guest speaker, I forgot her name, so sorry, you were talking about, and in the beginning of the show, you guys were talking about how, you know, the husband a lot of the times wants to carry the heavy bags. And a lot of the times we're just like, oh no, you know, um, I can do it. But the man actually just wants to show up for us and wants to protect us and wants to, wants to like, you know, like take the burden from us. It's the same in this inner relationship. Do I trust that he is here to support me and guide me and he wouldn't do anything to hurt me? Right. Or do I feel like I cannot trust his lead? I cannot trust that he's going to pick up those grocery bags and I'm going to fight with him just so that I can pick up those bags myself. It is the exact same type of relationship. So in the end, then it's not so much about balancing. It's really how much are you letting him support you and lead you? And how much are you um, in union with him? And the these inner dynamics then manifest outward as how we relate to everything that is masculine in nature. Right. Okay. Thank you so much for explaining that. I was really curious myself to hear what you have to say. Like that, that, that really does compute with me a lot. And um, one thing that I know, for example, a lot of my friends would, would ask the ne- as the next question is then how mm-hmm. like well d- doesn't that imply that we're somehow incapable in ourselves to be active if we're mm. like th- there's that you know f- women may get even offended with this mm-hmm. idea that we are defined or or mirroring the uh, the masculine and you know receiving the guidance from God and, and all of that. So how, mm-hmm. like, how is this, like, have you noticed with women, especially Absolutely. high achieving women, like, is this <laughs> a stumbling block or yeah. something oh, that yeah. is hard to come to terms with? <laughs> all the time, all the time. Um, in the past, I would have women showing up in my DM, like, Hey, I'm a little triggered, but they were really nice about it. Hey, I'm a little triggered, <laughs> but I just want to share this with you. And, um, you know, and it's, it's great. I mean, I believe triggers are great because, Triggers happen when there is a part of our identity and worldview that feel threatened. So, you know, so like if anything triggers us, the next question that I always ask is, you know, what beliefs of mine feel threatened by this, right? And then go deeper. So triggers are really a great way for us to dive deeper because there are always beliefs underneath that are feeling threatened. Like, hey, you know, she's going to change me and I don't like that. So I believe the only reason why women would feel triggered around that is because of a misunderstanding of this feminine design, of our original feminine design. Um, Our original feminine design implies that we are actually, we're an inner community. So the, the me that I'm talking about is not just all feminine, because that is incomplete. The me that I'm referring to is this inner community of feminine and 
the relationship with masculine, right? Not the masculine, you know, um, but the relationship with the masculine. There is this inner community where the masculine spirit dwells in our spirit and he's leading us, right? For me, obviously, that is um, that is sourced from God, right? That is Jesus himself. So it's um, the moment that we really get that, hey, listen, this is my, this is my design. So I can't just say a part of myself wants to be active and I want nothing to do with him because I want to be the one who's taking the lead. Well, then that is actually taking apart our design and just saying, I want to operate as half of me as opposed to the entire me. This whole thing is, and I feel like a lot of the women um, can get triggered by that because they tend to translate this as I need to be submissive to all men, which is absolutely not what this means. It simply means that you're born as an inner community of these polarities. So the feminine is born and designed to be guided by him because that is her role. And the role of the masculine is here to protect, right? It's almost the same as, hey, um, you know, I, I'm a woman, but I'm offended that I am the one who has to give birth. <laughs> but no, God made us this way. God gave us this gift. There's nothing insulting about it, right? These are the features. These are the traits of what it's like to be a woman. These are the traits of what it's like to be a man. So within this inner relationship, it's the same. Our loving father created us so that we are never on our own, so that we always have a protector, a provider, a warrior, a king. And I just can't find that once we really understand that. And once we have a loving relationship, I cannot see how that can be offending to anyone. It's the same as being in a loving marriage with your husband. And he goes, honey, this bag is so heavy for you. Why don't you let me carry that for you? And then unless a woman still has a lot of past hurt, right? With the masculine, she's like, oh no, are you trying to tell me that I'm weak? I can do this on my own. But if you have a loving relationship with him, why don't you just go like, oh, of course, honey, thank you so much. I really appreciate this, right? Right. So, that is that design. And in terms of um, in terms of how Father God fits into this inner community of three, I should say, imagine a loving God who says to his daughter, you and me, when we were still being made in our mom's wombs, you know, this is what this, this is basically his love note to us and why he is part of this inner community of what define who I am right? He basically sent this love note that is called, before you were even born, I have already provided for you. I have given you a king and I have a plan for you. I cherish you as my daughter and I want to cover and protect you every moment of your life. Let me be your guide. I want to be your strength, faith, rock and fortress. Let me lighten your burden by being a source and guidance for you. You can rest in me. The more you rest in me, the more relaxed you become, the more warmth you, um, you embody and the more radiant you are. So he's basically saying, just relax. I got you. And mm. I believe this has to be one of the most beautiful things that a woman can learn about her, you know, true design. And that's anything but offending. Right. Mm. 
that was just I was just relaxing listening to that. <laughs> right, oh, and that's, that's so exactly what happens when when us when you know we define as feminine, but we also have we're also in this inner community with masculine and with God. So this is what happens when our feminine goes. <gasps> Oh, I can just be me. And this is when we start, right? Like when women feel grounded by the masculine, by the way, this is when we start to get super creative. We start to feel safe to express ourselves. We are not, we're no longer rejecting. We're like an open portal that is receiving. So he designed this this way so that we can fully be us. That is so good. Beautiful, beautiful. And that is just like the, the, the exhale that we get to experience as women. Mm -hmm. So many women are like still holding on to the, like, so, so to speak, like the inhale and being, you know, yeah. holding on to things like, you know, I am in control and, ugh, and yeah. it's just, oh, if we could just release that and accept, accept and receive the support that, yeah. that is for us. That is just so beautiful. Yeah. And a lot of the times when the women are holding on to the inhale, they're like, they're showing up really rigid. They're showing up tense and they start to see all kinds of misalignments in their relationship and their money and their health. This shows up a lot in the health because as women, we operate in the yin energy, not the yang energy. The yin energy is soft, right? It is like a cold, soft um, very gentle type of energy. So this is actually really crucial for our health, which is why if we're constantly believing, if we're, if we bought into the false idea that I'm here to balance and I need to be in my masculine when I need to get stuff done, then that actually takes a toll on our health big time, thyroid, adrenals, everything. So right. we're, we, even our body is designed for us to relax into the framework the inner framework that the masculine is here to provide, but he's not here to force himself onto us. You know, he's always waiting for us to go to him, communicate with him and develop trust in him. He's not just going to force and say, Hey, you know, God doesn't force, right. He's not going to force himself onto you. So we can choose to walk this journey with God to cultivate that relationship. Or we can say, Hey, I'm here to do everything on my own, but why you, you become so exhausted and you just lose your radiance. Oh Yeah. Everyone or anyone who has listened to this uh, podcast knows knows that I've like I'm still healing from chronic pain, so I definitely know what it's like to be in that constant inhale and never exhaling and mm. and not not like allowing the support to come in because I've tried to control everything by myself and just you know prove myself and prove that I'm worthy that I'm that I'm strong enough that I'm smart enough that I'm talented enough that I'm whatever yeah. enough and it has literally brought me no <laughs> nowhere so when um and just you know gave me a lot of issues with my health and and with my inner peace and all of that so now that I've been working on this the whole what, what everything that we've been talking about for the past I don't know the year but also it's been a process for many years it's just new mm -hmm. ideas like the, the whole idea or the whole picture has become more clear to me as I've as I've grown in the journey so mm. now it's just you know when I experience the exhale and the there's just the utter support and you, just experiencing being held 
it, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. It is, there's nothing like that. You can't compare it to anything else because when you forcefully try to push something, whatever it is in your professional life, your love life, it can be anything. It, mm-hmm. There is no, there is no softness there. There is yeah. no like, ah, oh, I feel good. I feel like I'm whole and I feel mm-hmm. like I am being everything I was created to be because it literally feels like constriction. Like you're mm-hmm. trying to fit into this narrow gap and then push from there and try yeah. to push the walls to, you know, go wider and, and you're just there yeah. dying from exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually a very, you know, um, for the women who are not, and and this is not anyone's fault, by the way, I shared earlier that none of us have been initiated. You know, we, we never went through rites of passage where anyone they held our hand and said, hey, honey, you know, I want to share this with you. Like, it took me so long just to figure this out after I, I paid a really heavy price with my health as well, which I am still recovering from, you know, and it's been a couple of years. So um, we, we don't know that we're an inner community. Most of us operate as a solo consciousness. Hey, I got to do this. I got to do that I'm my own source. I got to provide for myself. I got to hustle. I mean, no, no, no wonder we're so exhausted. Like no wonder a lot of women after work, they don't want to have anything to do with their husbands. They go home, they're, they're tired, right? They can barely like eat and put dinner on the table versus like, and you hear a lot in the personal development space. You just got to surrender more. You just got to trust more, but that's incomplete. Who are you surrendering to? Who are you trusting? Oh, I am trusting that within my original design as a feminine being within this inner community, God was so loving that he has already given me the support. He has provided for me before I was even born. All I need to do is just to get to know my king, my inner king, get to know the father who is the source. Like money doesn't come from clients. Money comes from God because he is the source, right? So everything that we receive comes from the source. And the moment that I had that shift, like, wait, wait a second. I'm not here to provide for myself. I'm not the source. I'm not the creator. Well, I'm not the creator in, in terms of I did not create this universe and everything in it, right? But I'm, a, I'm the creator in my own life. Um, he's the source. So if I just go to him, like I'm daddy's little girl, of course, a loving father is here to provide, but I've got to give him a chance. So all of those were inner dialogues that I had when I was going on this journey. And when a lot of the times my clients would ask something like, oh, I feel really offended by this. I don't, I don't think I can surrender to God. You know, I want to be my own woman, you know? So yeah, in the end, These were pieces that were installed with absolute love and not control. But if we feel that the issue of control is coming up, that trigger then invites us to look deeper into, do I hold on to some false ideas about God? Maybe from religion, maybe from, um, you know, like a church that you've grown up in, that that is not the truth, you know? So this is really interesting work and this is really deep work. But as we do it, every single area in our lives gets transformed because it touches everything. Right, right. It's not just one thing. It's the whole mm-hmm. package, yep. <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. And, and for some women who are like, well, where, where has the father been all my life? Then? <laughs> you know, well, oh, I used I, to ask that. <laughs> like, because I know some women are like, yeah, well, I sort of get that, but 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, men have never been there for me. You know, there's oh, like yeah. I have prayed and I have asked and I've been on my knees and I've struggled and I have, you know, tried to make things work. But where has father then been? Where has this loving father been all my life then? What what would you say to a woman who is feeling this? Yeah. Yeah, that used to be me, by the way. And when I was younger, I was also in two abusive relationships with men. I was, I had super unhealthy attachment with men. So, um, so I completely understand like getting hurt and moving on from that. You know, I ended up with PTSD when I was younger. I had therapy for so many years. I was put on antidepressants. I completely, completely know what it feels like. Um, the way that I really deepened into my walk with God that happened in 2020 when, when our world went a little bit nuts. Okay. A little bit is okay. It went a <laughs> lot nuts. Um, I started questioning every single concept and idea I held on to God, you know, um, including a lot of the things that I learned from the personal development, uh, personal development space from different walks of spirituality, like Eastern, you know, philosophy, things like that. And I eventually, my prayer throughout the entire 2020, when I started seeing that a lot of the things in this world are not making sense, was at the time (laughs) it was on a post-it, it was, dear God, whoever you are, show me the truth. I'm a big girl. I can't handle it. Show me the truth at whatever cost. (laughs) then, you know, I had to let go of my Instagram, burn down my business. Right. So the cost was, it was a big cost, but it was, it was, it was just me choosing to let go of that. So it's not necessarily a cost. The way that God works is that he doesn't force himself onto us. I, what I've discovered the walk with him is that it's a bit like a treasure hunt. He leaves little gems here and there. He calls us, he draws us closer to him during um, all kinds of situations and circumstances. And if we have a sincere intention of wanting to get to know him, he will always leave clues as to how we can get closer to his heart, because God is always looking to reveal his heart to us. But too many times, because we come to him with all of these ideas about who he is, that he is not, we tend to project a lot of that onto God. And therefore it creates a lot of blind spots as to where the father is. So this is why um, my new course is really just focused on healing the father wound because my previous course was all about men, masculine money mission, but I've matured from that. I've evolved from that too. And, you know, and now it's just like, oh my God, that father wound is a core wound that is in the collective, um, in the collective psyche. So it's all about the first thing to do is literally just say to God, like, God, you know, um, reveal yourself to me. I want to have a relationship with you. Help me, help me with the next step. Show me what you want me to do. Show me who you want me to talk to, you know, show me what podcasts you want me to listen to and go from there. It is literally a little treasure hunt that he guides you on deeper, onto deeper and deeper, deeper into his heart. And this is also the, this relationship building process is almost like a courtship process between a man and a woman, right? The man does not ask 
um, for marriage on a first date. You, you know, when we on first date, we talk about things, we talk about our family, about our health, but we don't talk about things that are super deep because that trust needs to be built. And then if both parties are interested, he's going to keep pursuing you. He's going to keep romancing you. He's going to keep wooing you. Our God is the biggest romancer in the universe. He is always wooing us. He's always pursuing us. But we also, he, he would do the 90% of the work of pursuing us. We respond by giving that 10% of here, I'm receiving this from you. So it's literally a relationship building process. You can look at it as courtship. Give it time, make it playful, make it fun. Um, don't bring any religious stuff into it. Like I said, I read the Bible, but it's probably the most misinterpreted book in the world. Bible is the story of creation, but it's also a love story. Yes. Definitely. That is the, mm -hmm. that is the, what is the word? <laughs> Can't fly the word. <laughs> oh, there's a, there's a saying in Finnish, but now it doesn't come to mind and I can't translate it into Finnish, uh, English. But anyway, yes, Bible is definitely a love story for humankind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, right. it's this beautiful God descending down the mountains so that he can meet humanity. Instead of us thinking, why do I have to work harder? Why do I have to do this? No, he's already giving himself to you. He's done the 90%. You just need to receive that 10%. As the last question and the last topic that we'll dive into is beauty, because I absolutely love that you talk about this because it's something that um, has been on my heart for many years. It's actually mm -hmm. part of my core vision that I've, that God gave me years ago that's still like forming into, mm. you know, actual manifestation. But um, yeah. what, like, what is the significance of beauty as a feminine being? Like, and how do you see beauty as um, a form of devotion? Because that so many times with whatever um, teachings that we get from the world, from society, from religion, and we think that beauty is something that it has to do with vanity or superficiality or something, mm. or that femininity is just, you know, frivolous, <laughs> wanting to look pretty and that's it and yeah. nothing more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so misunderstood. So, so, so misunderstood. At the core, before I answer the question, I'm going to say at the core, um, <laughs> beauty is something that God is unveiling to us. It's, it's, it really is his heart. And he has created the feminine to be a reflection of his heart. So we inherit that divine beauty from God's heart. But in more tangible terms, it is such a bastardized and misunderstood concept in our world. Like, oh, a lot of it again has to do with, um, it's all tied to either the wounded feminine or the wounded masculine, right? The wounded feminine tends to believe that beauty is just all about appearance. I need to, you know, we, we're like that plastic beauty, right? We're thinking about reality show stars. Mm. We gotta get that fake orange tan, right? That's, that's a wounding um, versus the 
wounded masculine, which is really the church the empire spirit is like, you know, it's so shallow that you even think about beauty because a woman is all about inner beauty. Make sure that you're humble, make sure that you don't ever unveil, unveil your beauty to the world, you know, stay focused on the internal beauty, right? Um, these two extremes are actually both spectrums of the same wound, you know? So for me, the way that I define beauty is that it's not just an appearance, it's also an essence, state of being and embodiment. What I have seen is that the more a woman relaxes and exhales into that masculine support, that masculine grounding and provision, the more beautiful she becomes, the more radiant she becomes, because we are Think about if this is God's original design for us. She designed, he designed for us to be relaxed in our femininity so that we can reflect his heart to the world. So the only way for us to do that is through the restoration of that um, original design in us and then operate from that place. I vividly remember there was this one moment in my last group coaching um, program when I, when I was guiding women to heal their relationship with men, masculine, money, and mission. Um, in the beginning, the women were dealing with, there was all kinds of stuff coming up. They were dealing with like a lifelong hurt, doubt, you know, resentment regarding the masculine. Towards the end on the last call, there was this moment when I looked at them, they were all lit up. And I was just like, my goodness, you ladies look so beautiful. You're so radiant. And those women were in the process of cultivating, of healing all of the false narratives that they've been holding on to their whole lives about masculine, about God. So they began relaxing into his lead. They were no longer fighting him. They began relaxing into his lead, which meant it created so much space within them to be expressive, to be feminine, to be in touch with that radiant feminine core. And their energy was all lit up. So they embodied the energy of a newly wed bride who is just so madly in love with her husband, excited about their union. And they were like in the space of deep wonder, like, where is this marriage going to take me? And when you think about it, this is the reason why the most beautiful woman is the bride, right? Because she is in love. She is relaxed. She is soft. Her energy is not like, oh, let me prove to you something, right? Her energy is soft. She is open. She is warm. And it's the same here. So as women, when we discover that we're not this solo consciousness who's here to provide and do everything on our own, but an inner community where there is this strong, just, loving, and faithful masculine, um, we become, we light up like this newly, um, newly wed bride. And then we embody that state of being perpetually in love and in wonder. So that state of being then inspires us to ease into the healthy feminine traits, the traits that God gave us from the beginning, like being warm, relaxed, inviting, devotional, loving, and open to receive. So just like that bride, we then naturally want to share our beauty 
reveal our beauty to the world. And this can look like choosing clothing that make us feel beautiful and feminine or carrying ourselves in a different way, right? Think about that bride that is walking down the aisle. She's not going like, you know, with a hunched back and looking down. She is confident. She is radiant. She is smiling. She's making eye contact with everyone and she's glowing. So each woman has access to this state, as long as we know um, what our original feminine design is and live from that space. So physical appearance is definitely a part of feminine beauty, but it's actually the result of being in this inner union with our beloved masculine. And that's why I believe beauty is first and foremost an embodiment. It then radiates out of us. Before we wrap up, uh, my last question for you, Juliet, is... What do you most cherish about being a woman? Hmm. I'm going to say that um, <laughs> the discovery that I'm not a solo consciousness, that no matter what's happening outside of me, I always have this inner community that I, that I have, you know, I have God and I have my relationship with the inner, um, with the masculine that is always my rock and fortress. And there's not a day that I am alone in this world. Mm, beautiful. I love that. Um, thank you so much, Juliet. I have tremendously enjoyed this conversation. I've gotten so much out of it. And I believe that the listeners will as well. So before we go, can we, can you please tell us where, like where we can find you? Absolutely. So first, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, it was so, so, so enjoyable to have a conversation on all of these deep topics. I, um, I hang out on Instagram a lot these days. My handle is Juliet underscore underscore Tang. Someone took my name. So I had to put two underscores in between <laughs> my first name and last name, or you can just find me on my website juliatang.com that's it okay yeah Beautiful. i also hang out on facebook um not so much these days it used to be so in the past yeah but it's the same for me like facebook has just somehow disappeared yeah <laughs> from yeah. my reality it's, it's a funny yep. thing which... <laughs> anyway thank you so much i hope you have a wonderful wonderful day and enjoy your week and you know, god bless thank you so much and god bless you